Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to the Wrestle Talk podcast. I'm Ollie Davis, and I'm joined by Luke Owen, D A D. Hello, Swaff Nation, and a hello to you, Olivy Dolivy Davis. How the devil are you? We're sleepy boys. That's what we are. <laughs> well, you're a sleepy boy. You're a sleepy boy too. I'm all right. No, you look. Look at you. You look terrible. Why am I looking no, terrible? You don't look terrible. You look annoyingly good. Thanks, mate. It's because we've been out for a big lunch. Yes. Because we've got a new starter today. Yes. So you wanted to impress them and show off what a big boss you are yeah. by taking them out for lunch. Yeah. But in the And pro- she didn't order expensive drinks. So uh, immediately she's my favorite. Other than <laughs> Luke, I'll have a beer, please, well, Owen. It's only because I said they came to me first with a drinks <laughs> order and I said, I'm going to have a beer. You know, is anyone else going to have one? And, I, you know, they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I ordered a beer, and then everyone was like, I'll just have water, thanks. So I was the only one, A, to order a drink, and B, I ordered a beer of all things. Tap waters all round, apart from uh, the DAD energy. How do you feel after the beer? Maybe that's why you're doing okay, yeah. and I've, I've carb crashed. Well, yeah, well, I mean, which is bizarre, isn't it? Because I had yours, and I also had the new starters leftovers. Yes, uh, continuing this great first impression of our of our new editor Luke had a beer at lunchtime and then saw remaining food on their plate yeah and ate it I did say you did ask this is a very uncouth thing of me to do and I know it's not a great first impression mm-hmm. but are you going to finish those what if I introduced some behavior like this and said I know this is very uncouth to do but <laughs> It's still the uncouth behaviour. It's unbecoming. It's unbecoming. Well, you have farted on... I'm, I haven't farted on this podcast before. Have you never farted? I've never Audibly. farted. Audibly. No, no, I don't even think I've done it like Smell silently. vision at home. <laughs> I don't even think I've silently done it before. That's Whereas what you, YouTube's lacking. Let out. smell of vision Such an audible fart ah, during difficult. the lockdown era. Something's happened to me in the last two years where my default fart is comical. <laughs> <laughs> it is really good timing. It's, but the sound, the projection of it, and thank God I'm so good, such good friends with 
the people I spent the weekend with because I was tooting all over the place. Oh, are you now? Tooty toot. Because you were at a wedding, you were MC. Yeah. So, uh, pinning back the curtain somewhat, ladies and gentlemen, I um, last week I had my one-to-one with Ollie, mm-hmm. and we'd already discussed this previously. Oh, I'm going to be taking over the news on a Monday, which I think is a really good thing to do because you have worked an insane amount of hours since we went into lockdown last year to make sure that they, the main Rustog news channel is kept afloat and to bring entertainment to the masses. You worked like you were doing six days a week in the early days, and then you have slowly started to pass off responsibility to the rest of the team. It's delegate. About, delegate. It's about time that me, Pete, and Laurie stepped up and helped you out. So I've had stuff sent to my house so I can do the news on the Monday. But what the conversation we had last week was, well, you won't do it this Monday. Mm, I because, remember that. Because no. your equipment might not be there in time and we won't have done any tests for it. And I said, yeah, that's absolutely fine. Mm-hmm. I then get a text message on the Sunday being like, are you... Uh, you get to do the news tomorrow. It's unfortunate because I don't recall the com. I'm not saying that conversation didn't happen, but I do not recall it. So I went into the weekend thinking, oh, I hope Luke's stuff arrives because that's that's the thing that's stopping it from happening. And so I turned to my wife and I said, oh, Ollie's hungover. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie had a big one on, at I the wedding. Done, I could have done with the rest. <laughs> so I, I was like, Ollie's had a big one at the wedding and now he needs the Monday off so he can, can recover a bit more. But you, you mean, you did say that you, you did have a bit of a big one, but not a massive one because you were emceeing. I felt like I couldn't, Fully let go. I, I still, you know, you know, like when you go out and you just drink and you drink and you drink, you know, drinking all day. I did it at lunch. Exactly. <laughs> drinking all day, wine, beer, Prosecco, tequila rose. Weddings are an insane place. Yeah. Because of that sort of thing. Like you start, you start drinking it at 10 a.m. Because it's a wedding and you're just like, well, it's, it's 10 a.m. The wedding starts in an hour. I better have a beer now. And then you have like, you know, as you say, champagne or Prosecco during the reception. And then you go and then you have dinner and then it's wine. You're mixing drinks like no one's mm. business. Then when the party kicks in and everyone's like, oh, tequila, um, Jaeger bombs, all that sort tequila. of thing. The amount of drinks you mix on a wedding mm. is, yeah, it's, an, it's madness. I had to go for uh, drinks with the groom on the morning because... You know, I was part of the the party. The I was I was the a groomsman, an usher, and we were sit there. We were sat and sitting there, and I was just like, I don't want this drink. <laughs> it's eleven o'clock. It's too gassy. Yeah, you got to do a lot of talking. At a Guinness, it was okay. That was my only Guinness of That's the day. That's heavy. Mm, I don't mind though. And yeah, I just uh, I I just felt on edge because I had to. My worst fear was slurring on the microphone. <laughs> Yeah. And I just didn't want to get to a point where I've been like, oh, cool, it's the fireworks. <laughs> you know, like. I'm YouTube's Ollie Davis. Yeah. yeah, that sort of thing. I did introduce myself as YouTube's Ollie Davis. That is good, though. Uh, a lot of people laughed. Good. Few people. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> what's, what's he doing? Well, that's why I said the like and subscribe thing probably wouldn't have gone down as well yeah. As, yeah. as you thought it might do. So what wise. Oh, yeah. Before. I went away for this and I was like, MC, easy. I can do that. I can talk on the mic and stuff. And you just went, oh, have you got stuff prepared then? And you put on the Thursday before I went away, the next day, you gave the fear to me.
me. I don't think I gave you fear. I didn't have fear before. I was like, oh, I'm a little bit, you know, nervous, but it's the best men. They've got to do the speech. Yeah. I'm just I'm just the segues. That's my bread and butter. But there's a lot of responsibility on the, the MC. Yeah. Like, there are people yeah. who do it as a profession. Yeah. Yeah. And I know because we nearly hired one for my wedding until we saw how much he was charging. And I was like, oh, our Ben can do that. Hmm. Yeah, well, anyway, you just you just made me worried, which, you know, actually I probably needed because then I was like, okay, these are the bits that I have to introduce. And I had a bit. I had a bit for each one. Oh, that's good. Um, here is the father of the bride, the person who drunk us all under the table. You know, that. I actually had a more extreme version of that and I was asked to tone it down. The man that <laughs> the donkey. <laughs> Luke! <laughs> You. I don't have to edit the podcast anymore. This is Vinny's domain now. Oh my god! But it's just gonna. But we're gonna bleep all of. Honestly, it's unbecoming. <laughs> Luke, have you heard how much a... our new Hyrie swears? What? Not even heard her swear once. Oh man, you should like on the walk that we had when you uh, you were behind us because you had to go back and get your wallet. Um, oh yeah, yeah, she's mouth like a sailor. Effin and blinding. Effin and Jeffin all what? over the place. I. Um, I, you know, because we've got a new hire, uh, the the office has been a tip forever. Oh, it's been bad. And I'm self-conscious about that. And I'm also, it's a new person that I've got to impress. And I'm self-conscious about that. So here I am on my best behavior. If anything, <laughs> if anything, ladies and gentlemen, Luke Owen has sworn more this morning <laughs> than I've ever known him to swear in a week. I don't think that's true. You've been, every other word's been an F. I don't <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You've been dropping C-bombs. Uh, yeah, but that was an anecdote. And, An and Andy did one as well. I was like, good Lord, thank God she said that she was okay with the swearing and that she can out-swear us all. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Well, you know, we check that first. Mm. Because I did drop an F-bomb, and then I did say, pardon my French, mm. because that's a polite thing to do. Again, this is... It's like... You know, I know this is uncouth to do, but I feel ill. Excuse my French. And I did feel bad about it. And then she said, oh, it's okay. I swear more than yeah. uh, anyone I know. And I was like, in which case, it's it's okay. If I accidentally drop an F or, you know, I, t I say a C when telling an anecdote, then it's uh, then it's okay. There's going to be shoot podcasts. <laughs> There's going to be shoot podcasts in years time about our toxic workplace. The first day, everyone's swearing at each other. <laughs> I don't want that. It's like Moxie's autobiography. Yeah. <laughs> I want us to replace the word F mm -hmm. with the word friend. <laughs> oh, well, I mean, I, I friending love you. Is, is that Okay, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, that, that's, that makes me feel really nice. Good. Well, okay, so friend you. <laughs> when we go back to the office after we've done this. New rule. We'll, um, yeah, well, I mean, it's funny as well because we're the only two people that know this is the new rule. And we'll just start doing it. I think they'll figure it out pretty fast. Oh, yeah? Yeah, they're smart cookies. Oh, well, a bunch of smart friends. <laughs> I don't want this to be like my Vince McMahon thing. Oh, don't sneeze around Ollie. Oh, don't say the F word around Ollie. <laughs> He's become really sensitive in his old age about it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, we need to get into this main show. We're going to talk about Friending Raw now, um, which <laughs> is actually uh, a decent friending show. Yeah, but who gives a friend? <laughs> Here is the show. Two flying friends. 
I couldn't give a single friend in friend about this friending show that I have to watch every Monday. <laughs> friend in hell. Here is the show. <laughs> What's the point of Survivor Series? I don't know. I did. We, we ask this every year. Yeah, it's a week from Sunday. And this is the worst year, I believe. I'm Ollie Davis. I'm joined by Lou Goen, D-A-D. This is the Raw Review Podcast. And today, we are once again sponsored by beer. Oh, you've got a whole graphic. Yeah. I didn't know that was going to come up there. Yeah, yeah. That looks nice. But you can still see... Can you see us? No, no, I've, no, I've, oh, I've, I've framed it so that you can't see us. But I mean, you can if I do that. That is, ter- that is terrific. Thanks, mate. Well, Craft Beer Discovery Club. It's Beer 52, gang. It is indeed, yes. Yeah, so you can get a free case of craft beer on us from the good folk at beer52.com. Celebrate Christmas coming up by getting yourself not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, not seven, not even eight, but ten. Ten. Ten free craft beers. All you've got to do is pay for that uh, delivery. As it says there on the screen, it's worth £24, and you're getting it for about six quid. You're making money back. It's the new crypto. Uh, yeah. It's an investment that pays off immediately. I got it for my dad two Christmases ago. You loved it. Oh, yeah. I've got it as, as a gift for my... I've got a gift for my brother for my dad, yeah. for my father-in-law, and it, everyone really enjoys that. I've been a subscriber for legit about five, six years now, and it's it's such a great service. Really, really nice. Lovely snacks as well. Mm-mm-mm. Right, so this episode of Raw... <sighs> not much happened. Mm. But, like last week, I really enjoyed the Kevin Owens stuff. Oh, yeah. So I'm left with this thing again where I'm like... Ah, I was pretty bored most of the show. It dragged a lot, but hey, I, by the end, it was still so much better than Raw this year. That's it. It's such a low bar that they've actually, they're stepping over it every single week now. And really, sometimes there's not much more you can ask for than it to be at the end of it. I don't feel like my time was completely wasted. I feel like some things progressed. Like I said, I, I thought the wrestling in ring was generally of a very oh, high yeah, standard. Yeah. yeah, that's where we are with Raw right now. Um, and the the main thing, which, you know, could have maybe been used to develop storylines, given them something to do after the draft, or maybe hold off the draft until post-Survivor Series. Maybe the draft could come after WrestleMania or yeah. after Survivor Series. And the, the events of Survivor Series... Influenced the draft. You know, like on SmackDown a few weeks back, they did that title exchange mm. where Becky Lynch and Charlotte Flair had the wrong color belts for the brand they were on. It worked out brilliantly for everyone involved. So they had to do this title exchange sequence. And sort of the defense of that, I would imagine by people within the company was, well, we had no other option. There was no other thing that we, that we had no other option but to do this. What are you going to do? But Bian- give it to Bianca Belair? Or, you know, like we, the draft, the draft was there and Crown Jewel was there. So we had to do it there. There was no other options for us. Sort of ignoring the fact that they created this problem themselves. Mm. 
And I feel like that's what the draft is every year. So the reason why Survivor Series hasn't had any builds, um, apparently, this is according to uh, Meltzer in The Observer, is that they had to do Crown Jewel. So they had to promote Crown Jewel mm. and the draft. Mm. The draft took a, in the draft came into effect after Crown Jewel. So you had to use the last two to three weeks of TV to build the new stars on the on the brand and the new feuds and stuff, and that's come at the expense of Survivor Series. And the sort of argument of every that, year, every, the argument that is like, well, we've got no other choice. But you've created this problem yourselves by putting the draft here, by doing the season premieres here, and doing like you had to do crap. So you could just put the draft anywhere, mm. but they make this problem for themselves every single year. And this year, I think it's worse because you've got Adam Pearce in the ring now being like, oh, yeah. I really want, I have to have Team Raw win. <laughs> and you're like, but why? To be the face. He's a heel, though. No, no, to, to be the face of Raw. Well, you, oh, you think Adam Pearce is now the face of Raw? Someone's got to be. <laughs> this has been There's thing, a lot but... of people arguing. Here's, here's just an idea Front Street, do the draft on day one. Oh, that makes a bit of sense, doesn't it? New year, new draft. Season premieres. You've got a pay-per-view called Day One on the 1st of January. That links in quite nicely. But how this uh, manifested itself on this particular episode, WWE seemed to realise on a Sunday morning, I think. Oh, no. Done it again. Yeah, uh-oh. We've done no build for Survivor Series again. We haven't even announced the teams yet. It's like even we learn. Even we are trying to sort out our Christmas rota this week. Because every other year, we left it to the last moment. But now we're trying to get ahead of it. Yeah. WWE is a much bigger organization. Are they probably... Do you reckon they fired all the people who did this? <laughs> oh, uh, no, dear. But like, yeah, so they woke up on Sunday morning and were like, oh, no. Oh, we haven't done any... And like... And Vince, you can almost hear Vince McMahon be like, but the five on five is the most important match. It's such an important, you can hear that on the commentary. Man, the five on five match, it builds stars. It builds legacies. Yeah. People's careers have been built off the back of these really important matches. So important. We announced it on Twitter, then changed one of the teams 24 <laughs> hours later. They're also made up. The men's Raw team was 100% Guys from SmackDown just three weeks ago. And now they've been like, oh, but I've got to fight for the, the brand loyalty of Raw. I'm like, why? What, what does this even mean? So the Raw men's team, let's see if I can remember this. Seth Rollins, mm -hmm. Kevin Owens, mm -hmm. Rey Mysterio, was Dominic Mysterio, and Finn Balor. Yes, I, I forgot the fifth one as well, but yeah, you're right, Balor. So... That was all announced in the space of like 20 minutes of tweets just being replied to each other. It was like five vacants and then boom, boom. boom. But they, they did this four times for the SmackDown men's side too and then the, for the women on Raw and SmackDown as well. All of that was announced on Sunday and then Adam Pearce called out the Mysterios and yep, put over Survivor Series. It's the one time a year where Raw and SmackDown champions go head-to-head -head in direct competition, he said. I think that's because you and I 
and a lot of other people used to really make fun of the it's the one time of the year yes. Raw and SmackDown stars go head to head in direct competition because it used to be like in competition they'd be mm. like about the Rumble uh, in direct competition it was all about this way uh, champions mm. in it's you know it's the longest running weekly weekly episodic TV show that isn't the news is like you know their, their sort of like massive tagline I must say credit to them checkmate <laughs> I, I can't I can't fold it now can't argue this one. I'm sure, I'm sure there's been there's probably so been. many. Uh, but yes, and he says, I feel like I made a mistake because everyone is sort of a former top champion. Everyone has been a former WWE or Universal champion, with the exception of Dominic Mysterio. And he goes, I, I just wish I hadn't chose you now. Uh, so now you've got to beat Bobby Lashley. Hold on. What he said was, and I really need Raw to win. <laughs> Why? You run both shows. I hope on SmackDown, he does the same promo and he's like, and I really need SmackDown to win. Yeah. Just to like really add, because why isn't just Pierce doing Raw and Sonya Deville doing SmackDown? Well, that would, Im- that would imply they're authority figures. But they are authority figures. <sighs> like at this point, they're not even pretending that they're not. Yeah, but at least they're babyface authority this figures. This was a heel move. This was the most heel move thing that Adam Adam Pierce, who just came off as a massive babyface by being beaten up by Brock Lesnar, so much so he had his trousers ripped. Well, but, but, then, but then he fined Brock Lesnar. Was that like a heel move? A million oh, I suppose, dollars. I suppose that is a bit of a heel move. So, isn't so it? I feel, yeah, this was definitely Pierce turning heel. Also on a show where Kevin Owens arguably turned heel. I debate that though. And Dewdrop turned heel. Oh, you think Dewdrop turned heel? Are you serious? Yeah, I don't think that was a heel turn for Dewdrop. What do you think it was? Just Dewdrop stand. I mean, I think Dewdrop's right. So I don't. <laughs> it's the same way that I don't think Shotzi turned heel on Sasha Banks because I think Shotzi was in the okay, right. Okay. But like, yeah. So I don't know why Adam Pierce cares. And he, yeah, and he's like, so Dominic, you could qualify. You've now got to qualify. Is what we're after qualifying matches. You've now got to qualify for the men's team by beating this man. And that man was Bobby Lashley, who came out with MVP. And so I thought it was like, why didn't MVP set this up? Why didn't you have MVP oh, that come makes out? More sense. Why didn't you have MVP come out and yeah. be like to Adam Pierce, why isn't Bobby Lashley on the Survivor Series team? And then Adam Pierce mm. was like, okay, well, we'll have a qualifying match, you know, him versus Dominic Mysterio, as opposed to Pierce being this dick heel, being like, Dom, you're crap, mate. Yeah, good luck beating Bobby Lashley, and that's not going to happen. Or even if the idea is for Dominic to slowly turn heel against his dad because of his own insecurities, maybe Dom's like, hey, yeah, I can beat you. I should be on this team, and if I have to beat you to do it, then so be it. And then Bobby just squashes him. Yeah. And, Dom, and Ray's like, why did you do that? Why'd you do that for? And then Pierce only has to sanction the match as opposed to... Because he set Dom up to fail here. Yes. He set Dom up to fail massively here. Yeah. Um, But yeah, what's Bobby Lashley got against people's sons? (laughs) Just beat up Sorg. Yeah, I know. And I, I... Proper belly laughed at the end of this <laughs> when so Lashley wins. He squashes Dominic Mysterio. It's quite a, it's a prolonged squash. Yeah. Even beat up Ray afterwards, and then Corey Graves, without a hint of irony, said, "How will he and Ray Mysterio coexist when mm. we get to Survivor Series?" Well, that that is what Survivor Series elimination matches are. How will these people coexist? And I'll tell you what'll happen. Usually, actually, we probably won't get this because there's not enough time. But you have everybody fighting, infighting, infighting. 
The authority figures specifically book matches to make them work together, but they combust part on the last day where they all work together for the go-home angle. But here, like... We've only got one week left. There's only next week. Yeah, next week is the go-home show for Survivor Series. Do you think we get an invasion of SmackDown? No. 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 I mean, they might do. NXT 2.0? But do you care? Like, if if all of a sudden, Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss ran in and started beating up Rey Mysterio, would you care? I'd care if it was the bloodline. I don't... I, just, I wish they just did the bloodline versus the New Day. Well, you, yeah, you put New Day on um, SmackDown, so you but can't you do can that. T- it's the one time a year when everyone can hang out together. Apart from the two weeks in between yeah, the drafts. Apart from all that yeah, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, well, anyway, the, the point is that everything's rather pointless... I don't know whether they added Dominic in the team in the first place to do the Bobby angle or they just changed their minds. You think that they booked this ahead of time? I think Vince McMahon woke up yesterday and was like, hang on, what's Bobby Lashley doing? (laughs) And it was like, oh yeah, good idea. He's like, put him on the team. Take out the other one. Hey, hey, Nick, did we release Bubbles? (laughs) No. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Take out Ray. Not Ray, no, the other Ray. Take him out. Ray Jr. Jr. What do you say? <laughs> Not Jr. So the other Survivor Series stuff that happened was, which I thought was actually a lot better, mm-hmm. mainly because of the match, was all the Raw women are backstage. Sonya Deville and Adam Pearce are there. Maybe Sonya should just be the women's division authority figure. But also, why is she Raw and SmackDown? That's where the problem lays in this, doesn't it? Because, like... Def- one of them. One, one of, of the, the reasons. Problems. Yeah, like, do, is it Fox that are the ones who really want SmackDown to win? Is it USA? Peacock Premium. Yeah, I mean, it could be, I guess, in a way. But, like, this segment here was all of the women stood up and were like, this booking makes no sense. <laughs> and somebody were like, yep, I wrote this and, mm. it to- and signed it off. Because Nikki, almost a superhero, stands up and he's like, why aren't I on the Survivor Series team? I'm a former champion. I'm the current tag team champion. Why aren't I on this team? And Tony's like, um... And then, like, someone else stands up and be like, it's because you're a dick. And Rhea Ripley stands up and be like, oh, that's my tag partner. I'm like, why aren't you sat with Ollie, her then? that's <laughs> my tag partner. <laughs> Nailed it. Rhea Ripley, well, <laughs> for, for audio listeners, Rhea Ripley didn't just walk into the room. And then Zelina Vega, like, while everyone's doing this, just stands up, walks into the front of the camera, doesn't look at anybody... And just does the most English accent promo. I'm like, what? No one's real here. I hate King of the Ring so much. <laughs> I hate King of the Ring so much. So yeah, they and then mm. I wrote in my notes, Natalia stands up and says she wants respect. I've since learned it was Dana Brooke. Um, and then they had, and then like, but the key to this was Dewdrop quite rightly pointed out. Why is Bianca Belair getting another shot at the title? She's getting a shot to get a shot. But why is she even getting that? She's just lost a bunch of times. Unfairly. No, uh, well, she lost massively. Oh, uh, no, she didn't lose clean, I suppose. She's not lost clean every single time. But she also has still lost Done a so bunch much of for times. Her. Yeah. And so Dewdrop Stunner was like, why is she getting another chance? Mm. Quite rightly so. And so then she comes down to the ring during the match and stops Bianca Belair winning. I was like, yeah, good, because I don't want Bianca Belair to win either. It gives something Bianca to do much great. away from the title. I love bit. that. I yeah. love the fact that we're getting um, multiple storylines mm-hmm. here. 
Although I, you know, we got this match. It was the only women's match on the show, and it came two hours into the event. What am I watching? Dynamite. <laughs> I I don't mind that because I felt like this was a show that lacked segments and matches. Obviously, there's the European tour going on. You've got a lot of people who are over. In That's ended. The UK. Dangerous was on it. No, they were. Ju- they're still there. Yeah, aren't the they? SmackDown people are here now. All the Raw people went home. Oh well. I felt like there was a lot of people missing <laughs> and they only did. Like, usually Raw is like match, 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 match. This was match, match. He had about two matches on this entire three-hour show. <laughs> yeah. And then this one got loads of time. They went through two commercial breaks, I think. It got restarted at one point. Well, they just brawled at the start. I don't think it ever started, started. Yeah, no, but then they did their entrances again. Because like when it came back from the break, Rhea Ripley was like her music was playing and she was redoing her entrance. Oh. So I think they they brawled, then they all went to the back and then did their entrances for the live audience again before starting the match again. Maybe or maybe they just had some ambiance on. <laughs> hey, let's all listen. To this is my brutality. Just chill out music in the background. Yeah. Uh, but I thought this was a good match. Um, really good. It was it, so it was all the women's Survivor Series Raw team against each other. The the winner gets a shot at Becky Lynch's title. Liv Morgan, Queen Zelina, Bianca Belair, Carmella, Rhea Ripley. Um, they were building a lot of it around Ripley versus Belair, mm, which, yeah, which is good. Final two in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, that makes sense. And Carmella and Vega worked together, but it was ultimately when Dewdrop got involved, it was Liv Morgan that got the pin on Carmella, and she'll have that match with Becky that was set up. I don't think she'll win, nope. but it's something to do on her own show while she's got the Survivor Series feud with Charlotte building across brands. I, I really liked a lot of this, particularly actually because <laughs> they had Becky out on commentary. She looked amazing. She looked so cool. She, it's... It's a teenage Coachella outfit. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah. yeah. And she, what I loved about Becky on this is that she set up everything you need to know about this match. Mm. She telegraphed that Liv Morgan was winning this match. Like, she basically said at the start of this match, don't worry, folks, if you're a Liv Morgan fan, she's going to win, LOL. <laughs> because she spent the whole match being like, look at all these women in the ring. All of them are champions. Well, except for Liv Morgan, who's done mm. absolutely nothing. Look how great Bianca Belair is. Look how great... I mean, not Liv Morgan. She's crap. <laughs> she's apt. Look how rubbish she is over there. Oh, was she even bothered yeah. trying? Absolutely terrible. Brilliant. She set up a feud between the two of these through commentary and through the action of the match. Mm. That's terrific. I don't mind that it was telegraphed. I don't mind that it was predictable because it's good. It's character building. I did not think it was predictable. If Belair won this again, (laughs) I'd have been like, yeah, I saw that coming. It was only when Becky started targeting Liv Morgan on commentary, Mm. I was like, oh, she's weird. I mean, this isn't isn't Corey Graves being like, Dana Brooks' a bit rubbish. (laughs) This was Becky Lynch being like, I love Carmella. This was Becky Lynch being like, well, I know Liv Morgan is winning, so I'm going to build a storyline for us here. So I thought it was really, really great. Mm. And I, I like the fact that Liv Morgan won. It's someone new. And we also got Bianca Belair versus Dewdrop to spin out from this. The only negative you could put on this is that it did not build Survivor Series. No. Unless you think having the people in in the match in the ring is a build. Which some might argue it is. I mean, yeah. It's another how will they coexist variation because here they all are fighting. Carmella and Vega work together throughout. Um, But yes, ultimately, oh, we should also say Bianca Belair off a Tower of Doom spot did a running double powerbomb, I think on Vega... And Morgan. And Morgan. 
and just she slightly, you know, let go of one of them too early. But good God, I, on each yeah. shoulder. I think we're going to get the press slam spot in the Dewdrop feud. That's what the whole thing will be. <laughs> that's what I think their match will be built around is her of doing course. it. So you know, we can show off how strong she is because, yeah, she's really strong. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Well, let's see what you guys think. Uh, not really an inspiring episode because we've had very few ultra chats as you, as you as has been the way for the last couple of weeks. Ever since the draft, it's just. Well, I remember yeah. we got loads for the biggie title win and stuff, but then after that. Well, so we have. I was doing some stats today. Um, you'll, if you're a member or if you're a podcast listener, you'll hear a little bit more about this. But we have discovered that Raw, this Raw podcast that used to be the flagship show mm. of this um, channel, is now like the second least watched show that we do. It's eclipsed by Dynamite, it's eclipsed by Rampage and SmackDown and the Team Danuke show. It's like the interest in Raw is so low mm. at the moment that this is no longer the flagship show of the channel. I think WWE's biggest mistake is making it slightly bearable. Oh, yeah? <laughs> because when Raw was awful, everyone everyone would watch these streams. And we've got so many messages of people like, being like, oh, my sucks. God, boring. But now it's like you get out of an episode and you're like, eh, well, you know, like, I like Kevin Owens stuff, I guess. Yeah. We, we said to each other today, like, what are we going to title this? And you said Kevin Owens turns here. I was like, literally what we called last week's episode. Oh. <laughs> 
Um, Charles Berg says, remember when I said I don't think KO is going to turn heel? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> Bobby hates Sons. I'd enjoy Beige versus Otis in a big meaty men meat match. Survivor Series is a nothing which sucks. Survivor Series 2004 had stakes that should have become the match's hook. I, there, I can't remember which Survivor Series it is now. It might be 90, <clears throat> but I might be misremembering it. But there's one where you have like... You had Survivor Series matches, and then the winners, like the sole survivors, or you know the survivors of those matches, yes. then became a team at the end for like a sort of a best, Ultimate a survivor. best of the best Survivor Series match. That's really cool. But like now, but what do you get in that? Well, nothing. But it was you know, it was also <laughs> the '90s where like it was just stars, wasn't it? Like now, I think mm. we need something that's a bit more intangible, if you'll excuse the pun to it, but we don't really have anything of that. Matt Hennessy says, just for laughs and giggles, I want Pierce to cut the same promo he did on Raw on SmackDown, except saying he wants SmackDown to win at Survivor Series, and I want the company to sell it like a big deal. Similar to what we said earlier. Yeah. Talese P, am I the only one that thought Dominic would try to fake MVP attacking him, Guerrero style? Then Bobby could just destroy Dom in anger, forcing Pierce to make a replacement. That, that too is a better way than what they did. Yeah. As soon as, when Pierce did the whole like, and you'll face this man, and Bobby Lashley's music hits, I thought, oh, that's why Adam Pierce did it. It's because MVP's not around. Mm -hmm. And then MVP walked in. I was like, why didn't you just have MVP to set this yeah. up? Ben Schofield. I've unsubscribed from the WWE Network following the cuts. I will no longer be con contributing to their record profits and I encourage those who want to make a difference to do the same. I mean, it doesn't even make a difference, does it? Because they're being paid by Peacock a flat rate. Yeah. So... Yeah, yeah. yeah unfortunately, you're basically you're just not giving Peacock money. <clears throat> WWE is still getting the money. But if you don't watch, you know, that... I, those will be reflected in Peacock's vote, internal stats. Vote with your wallets. Uh, before we get on with the rest of the podcast... Beer 52! They are our wonderful sponsors today and will be, for a lot of our shows this month, they'll be joining us for the AEW Full Gear Live reactions this Thursday. It's me versus Luke. What well, can you, if you... If you go over there now to the link, what is the link? It's beer52.com forward slash WrestleTalk. It's right in the video description down below. It's also being spammed by our moderators. If you go over there now and get your free case of 10 craft beers, we have to do is pay for the postage and packaging, you might have them to drink along with us this Saturday. Oh, man, I'm so excited for Full Gear this mm. Saturday. Are you excited for it? I'm excited. I've got something to tell you, though. Oh, yeah? Well, it's going to be... Me and Luke doing the live reactions. And of course, usually we've got the championship on the line. And my master, Pete, has said he, he's not going to defend it. He's, he's going to do the big Survivor Series show. He's, he's skipping out on, on, the, on the AEW show. He said he's done enough successful title celebrations. He became our longest running champion yeah, uh, as of yesterday ever he's he's the best so because it's me and you on the saturday full gear live reactions it's going to be for the number one contendership to the championship Ooh. and i've got to beat you i mean well he's making me beat you so that he then gets an easy win because at survivor series he's gonna make me lie down for him yeah, yeah. he's gonna take me to his bed and make me lie down for him at Survivor Series. Yeah. Well, I mean, but that's not going to happen because I'm going to win. 
Do you know what? I've got to beat you. Not only am I going to win, I'm going to win this coming Saturday <laughs> oh. at Full Gear. <sighs> I'm going to go on to Survivor Series to challenge Pete. Not only am I going to win the championship, I'm going to win your freedom. And I'm going to be the brand new. I'm going to end this reign of LIW. I'm going to end this reign of Chopper Pete Quinnell. Take off that bow tie and set you free. That's my plan. That's what I'm going to do. Tune in this coming Saturday to see me win Full Gear Predictions. See me win the number one contendership. And then tune in the following week to the Sunday to Survivor Series to see me win the gem, that championship. I haven't been champion for over a year now. It's about time that Goldie came home. The jammy came home. Help me. Big Red. Big Red. Well, that, that's what Stephen Larson called that But title. this is a jam. It's yeah, a no, jam. But, but this is literally red. I'm going to call it Big Red Aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> right, this episode of Raw. Uh, WrestleTalk.com forward slash support. Get your ultra chats in, please. We'll Gregor. read out every single one of them before the end of the show over $5. Gregory Nelson also pointed out. I'm also the uh, jam in the jar holder as well. Oh. I'm be a champion and champion the jar holder. Cash it in on yourself. <laughs> yeah. Can't jam it on yourself. Oh, I, I, I jam it on. Uh, oh no, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you probably tried. Yeah, tr- yeah, yeah. I just haven't it, got the flexibility. It doesn't it doesn't reach like you'd think? I know. I, and when you think about it, do you really want that to happen? Hmm. I mean, it would make Sundays more interesting. Yeah. There's only there's only so much Sunday brunch can entertain a man. Props to the trailblazers, like. Oh no, that I can't can, can't even say any of their names now. They're all awful. <laughs> Prince, Prince is okay, yeah, he's isn't good. he? Yeah, he's a good one. Yeah, he jam. He Beer52.com <laughs> forward slash wrestle talk. Get yourself ten free craft beers on us. Raw opened with Seth Rollins coming out. You know, you know what? He he runs. I sometimes he genuinely annoys me. Other times I'm like, oh, that is the right amount of heel. And this was the right amount of heel for me. I thought Seth Rollins looked awful yeah. in the best possible way, and he came out. He did the. <laughs> the crowd hit him up with a "You look stupid" chant. Well, he was dressed like Paddington. And otherwise, this was a terrible crowd. Yeah, I I am. Um... I don't like the Rollins promos. Mm. And there's part of it that is annoying, so I'm being worked by it. That, that's absolutely fine. But there's also, like, he has always thought, like, oh, when I do the laugh, people don't like it. So if I just do the laugh a lot, people... And after a while, you're like, well, now you, I think you're just overrating the mm. pudding. Like, it's better when... Like, when it was just, hey, 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 John. Like, that was really good. Now it's just, like, it's every single line you do the laugh, and it's, it's diminishing returns. I, I I totally know what you mean. I like this one. He asked, who is Kevin Owens? He sort of went into the history that Owens always stabs him in the back. It's funny, or stabs anyone in the back. It's funny, actually, how we saw this on Rampage. We've now got two different companies with two main event programs talking about relationships in Ring of Honor. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. essentially what they were, like... Rollins was alluding to here. They go, you know, we go way back. Uh, and KO just came out and went for him. You know, didn't try and get on a mic. He was really highly emotional. I loved Kevin Owens's performance throughout this oh, episode. Oh, so good. He was so, in all of his backstage segments. He was mm. amazing. 
Uh, after that, we got an eight-man tag of RK Bro and the Street Profits versus AJ Styles and Moss and the Dirty Dogs. I think this match is still happening. Oh, went on about. I think actually no, thirty-five minutes. This whole no, segment. No, it wasn't. Entrances to the end. Oh right, with yeah. the little promo at the start. Because I think Bell to Bell, it was only twenty minutes, mm. and it felt like an hour. So a long match that never really, you know, I, I liked it, but if you're gonna give. Something goes twenty minutes in the ring. It has to step up. And well, the reason why this match felt like it was really long is because it was twenty minutes, and eighteen minutes of that was the heels working mm. over a baby face. It was all well, I say, all four of them. Three of the four heels beating up. I think it was Riddle first yeah. to build to a Randy on hot tag. Randy Orton runs wild. We go to an ad break, and then we come back, and it's the heels working over Montez Ford to build to an Angelo Dawkins hot tag. And that was 18 of the 20 minutes we had in ring. And that's really boring. It's so dull to watch. And and just, I hadn't thought about it until you just said it. When Randy made his hot tag and they're going into the break and Randy was like, he's so good at the hot tags at the moment. He's got whoever it was up for the draping DDT. And he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, yes, come on, Randy. And it comes back from the ad break and someone's working over Ford. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, so you just did the match again. Yeah. You, like, usually after that Randy bit, you Go to the finish. into the next, or like at least the next act. But you didn't. You just went back to the first thing. So. Did act one again. Um, ultimately, Riddle gets, um, Amos is in the ring. He beats up all the street profits. The story in the background was that Randy doesn't want Riddle to keep helping the profits. You know, focus on us as the champions. It's not so much help the profits is don't pick a fight with a moss. Yes. But Riddle got in anyway. Uh, a moss tree slammed him. The dirty dogs took out Randy. AJ Styles went to tag in, but Dolph Ziggler tagged in instead. A moss took out Bobby Roode in frustration. And and then Ziggler snuck in and pinned Riddle, who legit by this point had been selling the tree slam for a minute and a half. I mean, well, a moss is tall. It's a long way to fall. It's a long way to fall from a tree slam. I thought that made Riddle look terrible. I mean, uh, yeah, I, I, th- it's it's not a good finish. Really, really bad finish. But also, like AJ and Omos then were angry at the dirty dogs. I'm like, why you won? Why, yeah. Why are you mad? And also, like. I, that is the last thing I want to see. <laughs> a Dirty Dogs versus AJ and Amos storyline. Well, can, can nobody coexist? Well, that's what I think. is Unless we're getting like a tag team Survivor Series match. And so they're trying to build like the can they coexist yeah. between all these four yeah. teams. Could be that. That's what we need. But like this is, this entire match was built around, hey, you might see Randy Orton versus Amos. Because like, didn't they announce that as a match weeks ago and then didn't do it? I feel like like Randy Orton's challenged him or Randy Orton's going to challenge him and then it never quite happens. They're clearly building this to be a massive big time match. Like that is what Vince sees this whole deal around. It's nothing to do with Matt Riddle. It's nothing to do with AJ. It is Orton versus Amos. And I feel like that is going to be a big program. I reckon it will be a singles match at day one. Mm, I don't think that has ever been announced. And- yeah, but okay. they've they've teased it a lot. They have teased a lot. I they've thought there was going to be like Randy Orton challenged him. Or, I I, I, may, I misremembered, but it feels like they have been building for this for a while. You know what? I think it was a Moss versus Riddle. And a Moss just ultimately done, squashed yeah, him. They've done that a couple of times, yeah. Uh, Randy Arco, Ziggler. So 
Cool. Um, Owens, this was a thread throughout the night. Kevin Owens was going up to people backstage being like, I, d- I didn't mean to do it last week. So good. And he yeah. goes up to Ray Mysterio and he's like, please, Ray, I respect you so much. you got to believe me. And Ray's like, yeah, man. I don't know. <laughs> Denise Salcedo on the Fightful Show said, it's like um, it's someone you know who's been cancelled and you don't really want to associate yourself <laughs> with them anymore. <laughs> so they're like, hey, we're still friends, right? And you're like, ah, no, I've got this thing that I need to do over here. I've got to be honest with you. Cool, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Because Ray and Dom were like slowly backing away from him okay. through the curtain yeah. to the entrance. Oh, that's my music. Sorry, uh, my, my music's being played. Uh, that's not your music. <laughs> <laughs> um, but of course, they're on the Survivor Series team together. How can they coexist? I don't know. Veer Mahan is coming to Raw. Sure is. And we got the Dom Bobbles match. Uh, Seth Rollins spoke backstage to Alpha Academy. Chad Gable was fantastic here. He said, (laughs) I I don't know if you know, I just got my master's at university recently. And because of that, I know Kevin Owens is an enormous liar. (laughs) (laughs) Chad Gable is is real, real good. Great on the mic. And and then this match next with Beige. Great in the ring. He only had a five-minute match. Full credit to Beige. He gave Chad everything and then just beat him with a few moves at the end but i i could just watch chad wrestle all day see this surprises me Mm. because i take the opposite attitude to this whereas yeah grand lovely lovely watching chad wrestle i have also got this pang of worry of like let's not be booking biggie to be that wwe champion that loses 90 percent of the match and then wins with his five moves of doom at the end well that ship sailed that's already what he is but that's bad. Yeah. And I don't like seeing that from, from Beige. I want Beige to be a cool, badass champion, not, not John Cena, Roman Reigns, when he was a babyface champion. Because I think that's, that's rubbish. And I don't think that makes anyone look very good. What did you make of the Omega Angels match? AEW's dead. <laughs> Angel, Alan Angels didn't take 90% of the match. Yeah, I know what you mean. I think... I think because I can't, I can't picture anyone backstage going, oh, we've got to make Chad look good in this match. Exactly right. I, I think this is Big E going, Gable, I love you, I respect you, you deserve so much more than this. Well, I, you know, I, Let me. I disagree, because this is Vince McMahon's template. Uh, this is how Vince McMahon books his babyface champions. Beaten up for 90%, then they make the big babyface come back at the end and hit their five moves of doom and win. So I think this is just a standard Vince template as opposed to people wanting to make Chad look good. Chad made himself look good. I'll just talk about one spot. Biggie's in the corner. Oh, yeah. And Gable hits this dragon leg corkscrew. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the chaos theory. Yeah, that was... There was was a moonsault as well where he just landed with his knees on Biggie's gut. That corkscrew in the corner, I was like, they snapped Biggie's leg off. Yeah, it was real good. Really good. Uh, but of course, Biggie won big ending out of nowhere. And then Beige squared off with Otis. And I was like, I get it now. He's got the match with Roman, but Roman's on the other brand. He's going to have a feud with Otis for a couple of weeks. Well, I think it's probably more he'll just have a match with Otis next week, as opposed to he'll have a feud with Otis next yeah, week. But yeah. I don't mind this, you know, setting things up. We, you know, sort of were supposed to get this with uh, with Keith Lee and Sean Benjamin, but then Keith Lee got released. Mm. But I know, I'm full credit to WWE on this one. Setting up future matches for next week, 
I'm all right. That's great. I hope we get it. I mean, the match will be Otis will beat him up for 90% of the match and then Beach will hit his five moves of doom at the end and win. Let's let's keep a note of this. Let's see if how Big E is being booked in the matches. Last week, of course, Kevin Owens, Big E was a really good back and forth one. That's what I want to see. But, um, but yeah, there have been a few instances where it's give the opponent 90%, which nobody wants, I don't think. No. R-Truth and KO was speaking backstage. R-Truth believes Kevin Owens, but he also believes in Flat Earth. It was, it was actually funny. He doesn't believe in Flat Earth. He just thinks it's a possibility. <laughs> they just raise some interesting <laughs> questions. <laughs> The gay community. Uh, Raw women backstage we've already spoken about. Dom is being seen to in the trainer's room and Ray is like, well, if he didn't want him, why did he put him in the team? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kevin Crabpatrick comes in. Yeah. And he's like, oi there, Ray, what's going on over here? Then? And he's like, why did he put him in the team? Look how, look how, how sore his neck is now. I did get a, I'm getting a kick out of Austin Theory. He pops up when... In the right moments, because yeah. he pops up here and is like, and just takes a picture with him, Ray, and an injured Dom. Yeah, that was good stuff. Uh, the best 24-7 title segment in months? I would say this is the best 24-7 title segment since Drake Maverick's wedding. It's not been good for a while. I can't remember exactly when, but Reggie versus Drake Maverick. They're in the ring. 24-7 title rules are suspended. Don't know why, because it only goes a minute. And our truth comes down. Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander beat him up. They're, they're, they're not the hurt business, are they? That's been dropped. Uh, the, well, I, yeah. I mean, you. I think you said this on the podcast when they when they reunited. You were like, no, Goldberg just needs some people to yeah. beat up when we get to Crown Jewel. He didn't even do that. He did beat them up at Crown Jewel. Oh, yeah, they came did. down with kendo sticks and he, and he beat them all up. You're right. Like that's why the team was put back together. Now, like Cedric and Shelton are just. Yeah, they sort of, they beat up. I don't know why they were there to stop our truth running down. Are they like the APA? I am amazed. I don't want, obviously I don't want anyone to lose their jobs, but just the way Cedric sometimes tweets how he's been booked in the last year, how has he not been released? I mean, I think you could say that about NXT UK brackets generally. Yes, yeah. Well, well that like with NXT UK I could go, okay, maybe there's an international TV deal there. <laughs> and that's the only reason I can come up with. That offense has no idea he has it. <laughs> doesn't. <laughs> that, that is my genuine belief on this. Yeah. He doesn't know, because it was Triple H's thing. Mm. He doesn't know it's there. And so every now and again, people like NXT UK, is like, oh yeah, yeah, that one down in Florida in full sale. Triple H has probably buried it in the books as well. Like it's, <laughs> it's owned by a shell company <laughs> in Florida. Uh, anyway, Reggie and Drake. Reggie like did some wrestling here, which was pretty impressive. Really high drop kicks. He's very athletic. Um, but then Drake pinned Reggie off the distraction. Akira Tazawa pinned him. Tazawa tries to run away, but then Corey Graves pins Tazawa, celebrates, and I'm like, oh my god. And then Byron Saxton pins him. I popped so huge for Saxton pinning him. Yes. But though the, the, the announcers getting involved, somehow we haven't really seen that in the 24-7 title. Felt new, felt fresh, beyond just Tazawa, on truth Reggie, Drake, Drake Maverick. Maverick, again and again. And then to, uh, Drake won it back. Yeah. And then Reggie won and it back. And then Reggie won it back. Like, this is a little comedy troupe 
that have been feuding with each other now for two plus years. Like Truth and Drake and Tazara. Tazara and Truth have been feuding for about a year and a half. But like Truth and Drake have been feuding over this title for two or so years. Mm. Reggie's like a new... So it's been stale as all get out for so long. This is the first time, honestly, since that Drake Maverick wedding where I was like, that was really fun. Like that was when yeah. Corey Graves pinned him, I was like, "That's really, really good." And when Saxton pinned Graves, talk about long-term storytelling paying off. Saxton pinning Graves, and then Saxton commentary was like, "I'm one and zero against Corey Graves." <laughs> Genius. The only thing that would have made this better is if Mike Rohn had also pinned one of them yes. and announced himself as the new twenty-four seven because he was every time someone pinned and the new twenty-four. Yeah. Like that's the only thing that would have improved upon this. I thought this was really fun and. Uh... What what's the uh, you know Baldy Joe? Who's who's the play by play? Oh, Jimmy Smith. Adnan Burke. <laughs> Adnan you know? Burke. Adnan Smiths. Yeah. Jimmy Vinks. Well, Jimmy, Jimmy Vinks was. <laughs> Jimmy Speaks was like behind the desk, and he's the only one who's like, am I the only one who's a professional around? Yeah, yeah, I like that. I like yeah, that. I thought I like it was pretty good. Just being like, guys, I'm trying to do a job. Here. Yeah. What are you doing? Messing well, around. Well, hopefully he is now the next person to win it. Yeah, I I want the next storyline to be him being like, I don't want to have that. I'm a professional, mm. and then he's the one who wins the belt and like wears it at the commentary desk and stuff. Runs around. Uh, I think that'd be some really. Yeah, maybe not. Don't don't get carried away. There's a breath of fresh air as well because what we don't want next week is Reggie backstage and doing a flip over a truck and running away. That's exactly what you're gonna get. <laughs> Live Vega, Belair, Carmella, and Ripley was next, which we've already covered. Uh, and then the main event was Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. Yes, please. Well, before that. Oh, did I miss something? So Beige comes out oh, yes. for commentary. And then, apropos of nothing, Austin Theory comes out and starts taking selfies with people and Biggie knocked the phone out of his hand. Yeah. Do you think that there's two ways to look at this? There's a cynical way of looking at this, which is, of course, what I'm going to take. Or there is a, a, a more positive way, which I would like to take on this. Is this Beige is being booked as a mid-card champion like Kofi Kingston? Oh. So he's just being he's feuding with Chad, Otis. Um who did, I can't remember who he faced last week. Um oh no, it was, it was it was Owens last week. Be like Chad this week, Otis next week. Austin Theory's like, oh man, he's feuding with all these lower level guys. That's not mm. that doesn't make him feel like a big champion. Or is it WWE trying to make some new main event stars? <laughs> I'd like to think it's the latter. I think there's a third way here. Austin Theory's gimmick is what the drifter was, where he just walks through segments but isn't actually involved in them. I don't think this will ever come up again. But, but then why do it? Because it gets it's a it's a way to flesh out the universe. It, we, we did it, it earlier. It's a character spot. Yeah, but now here he is again and someone stood up to him for it. But it, surely there, there's the a receipt. Who, but surely the person who should be standing up to it is Ray and Dom. They didn't know it happened. <laughs> uh, and, and plus, Big E is going against Roman. So I just think I just don't think Raw has stars. Well, it's got Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. Yeah, but like I love Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins, but That's it. You know, like They didn't have Keith Be Lee. Becky. Becky is a star, but Rollins or Owens in 2021, 2022 headline in the WrestleMania? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. No, I don't think either of them are going to win the Rumble. No. Uh, but this match was fantastic, I thought. 
that like the intensity that Owens brought uh, before the match as well. Seth Rollins was like, by the way, uh, it was totally premeditated last week. I love we that. had a thing. So good. It was really, really good. And Owens just goes for him. Uh, went through two commercial breaks. This is awesome chant from the crowd. Seth hit a pedigree. There was this great... Seth hit a buckle bomb and then, you know, it bounced off the ropes to go in for... Is it the stomp he usually hits? But Owens countered that into a pop-up powerbomb. Really, really good. They brawl outside, get into Big E's area, but Big E's already moved off his chair. The referee's counting. Seth Rollins gets him. Owens... Biggie temporarily gets in Owens's way, and Owens loses by countout. So I felt that this was an accident on Beige's part. Like he wasn't trying to keep mm. Owens out of the ring. But that's kind of the, the genius of this, right? It's the same way that, like, did Owens know that that Rollins had attacked? Unequivocally, Be- yes. <laughs> they <laughs> saw that I, happen. I, I, I don't know. He, he kept telling everyone <laughs> today that he didn't no, no, see it. That is a hundred percent. He saw it. <laughs> So I, I like this, you know, did, yeah. did Beige get in his way intentionally or was it an accident? Because now Owens can, if, if Beige says to him next week, it was an accident. I was like, well, it was an accident when I took advantage of the Seth Rollins things, but you didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. So why should I believe you in this situation? It gives Owens some legitimacy to his own anger and his own frustrations. I thought the finish was on that side of things good, but also crap count out finish. Yeah. So there's two ways to look at it. I, I'm going on the side of great finish, actually. <laughs> I think this is really, really smart. It fell flat in the arena. Massively. So if you judge it by what works reaction-wise, it was a failure. But storytelling-wise, character-wise, I thought this was a great, great finish. Um, and it just feels like Kevin Owens, immediately after, he was like, why isn't anybody listening to me? But at the same time, he made the choice. He's, he's getting angry at other people for a mistake he made. And he, again, we see this over and over again with Kevin's character. He cannot deal with that sometimes. So you don't think he turned heel? Look, he... <laughs> no, 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 not, not like a dig thing. You're right, you're right, thing. Right. Like, I'm not saying like, oh, you're a oh, you big idiot. Do you not think that he turned heel? But you, you said in the office today, eh. Did he turn heel though, or was like, or is this you know me? I don't think Dewdrop turned heel on Bianca because I think she was one hundred percent justified in what she did. I think there's they yeah, are very similar. I, th- I think there's definitely an argument, and actually the way I took it was Owens didn't turn heel last week. He made a mistake and he was pissed off about it uh, himself. Yeah, uh, but then he did start taking it out on other people rather than really take responsibility. That is a heel act. Yeah, but he was self kind of self aware about it this week. Biggie got in his way. And he lost because of it. And that. he lost because of it. And everyone's having a go at him. He feels backed into a corner. He lashed out. Yeah. I, I think I think it's a real... WWE often say shades of grey, heels and faces don't exist anymore, and they're wrong. But every rule has an exception. I think this is one of those where Owens is really actually telling... A, a character in the grey zone. Yeah, I 100% agree with you. I thought this was really, really good stuff. Kevin Owens' performance is so, so mm. good. It's a fascinating character. And I can't wait to see next week yeah. what the next step of this is. And sure, like that's that's a good thing, right? Like That's what you want from Raw. It's to be like, man, I can't wait to see where this goes next week. 
So yeah, yeah. that yeah. I'm I'm totally on board for that. It's a it's a terrible build for Survivor series. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Take the positives where you can. I enjoyed the rest of it. You, you, yeah, you're totally right there. I want to see what happens next. And that is so rare for Raw this yeah. year. Um what the, what was the overall scores? So what did you give George it in the Dawes. review? Because I haven't seen it yet. Three out of five. Three out of five. Well, I can reveal to you that 51% agreed with you that it was a three out of five show. Oh, man, I could have put this up as a graphic on screen. Hmm. Oh, well. Um... 22% said it was a 2 out of 5 poor show. 15% said it was a 1 out of 5 rawful show. I think that 15%, I think we can probably discredit now because I think those are people who are just voting for it. Unfair. Legacy. Le- those are legacy <laughs> Like Tommy Champ and Johnny Gargano, they're legacy votes. Um, 4 out of 5, 8%. <laughs> 4%, 5 out of 5. But overwhelmingly, 51%. A 3 out of 5 average show skewed underneath yeah well we have uh, a packed week of patreon content for you the votes are in me and luke will be doing survivor series 2004 2002 2002 i watched it yesterday even though the poll hadn't finished it was such the outright winner that i, I thought in the afternoon i'm gonna watch survivor series 02 and make my notes for it now and i have got 15 pages what? worth of notes what have we got to look forward to well They've just re- they've just signed Scott Steiner, so there's all <laughs> Scott Steiner. I fell down a rabbit hole of watching Scott Steiner videos on YouTube. Are we just going to become is the, is the Wrestle Talk Extra podcast just going to become a Scott <laughs> Steiner career retrospective? We have been on a run of Steiner shows because we had the WCW show where there was lots of Steiner action there. We then it's had pissing in a corner. <laughs> it's pissing in a corner. We had the Steiner Math Sacrifice yeah. show. We then had the other TNA show where it was him and Rick versus the Dudley Boys. Now we've got the w- Fat Asses. <laughs> Fat Asses. And now we've got the WWE. Give me the mic. Long may it continue. Oh, so absolutely. Luke and I will be recording next that next week. Yeah. But we've also got our shout-outs to our $25 a month or more backers. Go over to patreon.com forward slash WrestleTalk now to get yours. Thank you. That's some good karma. Good dharma. Who wants to walk with Daniel Elias Chrysler? Where's he, by the way? Uh, Send me to heaven, Evan Reich. Angelic Angelo Macardo. You'll never get this name right, you idiots. Matthew Zimczewski. Ari and Shifra, the booze awaits. Yeah. This is some kind of Patreon shout-out. Nate, drop surname. Halloween Havoc Central. Yeah. They are Spartacus. How do you like them apples, Marcel Jura? Yeah. Billy Buner's day off. And lastly, for this Hall of Fame class on Thursday, sorry, Tuesday, the 9th of November, 2021, the stunning Wesley Potter.
Let's get into your remaining ultra chats. Remember, wrestletalk.com forward slash support to get yours in. Garrett Rogers, if WWE are going to do a pointless pay-per-view in Saudi Arabia in October and then a pointless pay-per-view in November, would it be better to just hold Survivor Series in Saudi so at least there's only one useless pay-per-view? That's not the worst idea, actually. Do you really want to have something called Survivor Series? (laughs) (coughs) Bit of a PR... (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, now you've put it that way, you're, you're right. But yeah, no, but at the same time, you know, you who always, cares? Who, who cares? But I would much rather it just be the, the, the Saudi show just do Survivor Series there. The Saudi show isn't the problem. It's the draft. Yeah. Well, it is also sort of the Saudi show because they were like, we were too busy promoting that to promote Survivor Series. They would be a month apart if it wasn't for the draft. Like Plenty of time to book. Plenty of time to promote. <laughs> Talis P. Riddle sold the tree slam longer than Booker T sold the pedigree at WrestleMania. That is unequivocally false. No one has sold <laughs> anything for as long as Booker T sold that pedigree. Bacon uh, Rasher. Hi, lads. The fightful thumbnail this morning. Graves won the 24-7 title. That's enough for me. Bad Raw. WWE is the worst indie promotion. Independent contractors and no stories. Just matches each week. No build to nothing. I'm just here to support WrestleTalk. Jam that jam. I mean, I thought that segment was actually a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Bacon Rasher. And Sean put that up because he thought it would get them, at the very least, curiosity clicks. Mm. Eric Metzloff. Another role with no Tegan Knox. Is she on she, the brand? I don't, I don't know, actually. I'll, I'll have a look. Shut, I know Shotzi turned heel. Yeah, yeah, they got broken up, right? Oh, is she, on the, is she on Raw now? Shotzi's on SmackDown. Oh, God. List of... She's not even a part of Survivor Series. She's so talented and deserve much better than this. Give her the rumble, you cowards. Knox versus Lynch or Flair would be incredible. Hashtag Knox for champ. Hashtag Tegan all belts. Big Tegan Knox fel- uh, fan. Yeah, I... Eric. I think you are not going to get any of that <laughs> oh yeah no look at that she is on raw according to wwe.com Talis p can't wait for this veer guy to debut guess i'll just have to settle for all the matches he's already had on raw <laughs> the 24 7 title way more entertaining when reggie's not involved but reggie was involved yeah and the, the flips are impressive like, he did a flip out the ring and landed on his feet. And I thought, oh, your knees. Your <laughs> knees. Son. When you hit 30, mate. The legit underboss, a part of me wants there to be a reveal that Pierce and DeVille are in competition and the winner gets to be the non-authority authority figure. But another part of me knows it's going nowhere. Yeah. James Hanley. Science states that near a black hole, the slowing of time is extreme. From the viewpoint of an observer outside the black hole, time stops. Raw is the black hole currently when it was bad it was at least interesting now it just that exi- ex- now it just exists to fill time when we were walking back from we went out for lunch today ladies and gentlemen when we walked back and we were talking about ollie's like got to talk about raw i think our overall opinion of it was like i mean it wasn't a waste of time the owen stuff is good yeah and given what we've had with raw this year i will take not a waste of time over anything else Maybe, like, maybe it was fun to be angry about things. Maybe it is better to feel something. (laughs) Jack Nichols. WWE is an ethical cesspool, and I'm glad they don't get any of my money. WrestleTalk do, though. Yo, Ollie, that bow tie looks peng! You look like a sexy Virgil. Apparently, he's hung like a horse. Well, him and me both. (laughs) 
Jam it in. Um, I am. Um, you don't often hear people say the word peng. Jack does. I, he I, says it all the time to me. Unironically. He says my hair looks peng. Is it really? Yeah. What does peng mean? I think it means very good. Well, that. But I thought during. Should we get the, an official? Yeah, because I thought during the World Cup, I saw a lot of people on Twitter calling us pengland, as in, like, you're rubbish. Like uh, people from, people from other countries. Yeah, surely that means we're good. Uh, a very positive word used casually to show how attracted you are to something or someone. Huh. So he's peng. Mmm. This tastes peng. <laughs> Can't see any negative ones. Yeah. I mean, in all fairness, when we were kids, we used to say that bad was our positive word. Oh, that's bad, man. That was that meant it was good. Do you want to hear another? I love Urban Dictionary for the examples. Bro, this nectarine gala is peng. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, where were we? Go away, Urban Dictionary. Stephen <laughs> so, Guzman. Gar- sorry, moderated garage up with the page said, only a new car out of the Peng age demographic. Hey, what's wrong with Peng? Well, it's not. We're out of that age demographic. I'm not. I'm, I'm chatting Peng. Hey. You're ch- I, chatting sh- sexy. Should I go call someone? Because that's what they do. Nobody does that anymore. If you ask a kid, no. where's the phone? No, that's they, what they don't. Do. No, and they I do don't. it too. No, they I'm don't. Like, oh, one, no, I'm talking they... on the for, phone. For podcast listeners, Ollie is just holding his hand up flat, like palm to his cheek. No one does that. That's how I've always known what a phone looks like. Get out. No one does that. I know. I, that is, I mean, it makes sense. But it is ridiculous. Not this anymore. You do that, you're an old man, you're going to die. This is the future. Don't but resist no, it. Are you, are you trying to make a joke here? Are you being yeah. a joke man? Or is this genuinely no, this what kids are doing? This is genuine. Really? Yeah, yeah. Stephen kids Guzman. Are stupid. Stephen Guzman. Good morning, fellas. Thought you guys like to know I cosplayed as Iron Macho Man Savage for Rhode Island Comic. Oh, that's cool. Britt Baker then proceeded to tell me I was Young Bucks mixed with Iron Man. And well, I'm not correcting <laughs> the doctor. Hope you're all well. Oh, Stephen Guzman, send us a photo. Support at WrestleTalk.com. That is that rad. That sounds great. Uh, and finally for now, Joe Nero West 7. This is off topic, but I wanted Ollie to know his Judas video was great. The highlight was the Mackie, Ito, Ollie in the background. Kudos, bud. Peng. Yeah, I um, I said to Ollie that I thought it was really, really good. In fact, actually, I think I said to you it was stupendous or uh, words to that effect. I was so disappointed to listen to the podcast to hear that you were quite <laughs> upset about the whole thing. Yeah, thank you. And thank you, Joe. Uh, I don't think it was my best. I, d- I, I don't think I did my best work. I think I let myself down. But that's okay. When um, Adam and Pete were in the office, it was shortly after the Judas video had come out and I just mm. returned to work, uh, Adam said, Ollie being off time's a joke, right? And, and I said, no, 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 it's genuinely Ollie doesn't, he can't, he doesn't have rhythm. I've got so much rhythm. And Ollie, he was like, no, I'm pretty sure he's doing that on purpose. So I, pl- I played him the Nia Jax cover it's in time. It really isn't. I'm just that like, most girls. I just wanted to play some of it to you. Let's get a rehired gang. Come on. <laughs> Let's use this as the anthem to get Naya her Holy job back. Davis. <laughs> Naya Jax. This will be a bit of a, a flashback for people. Bomb, bomb. Bomb, skip. Firestarter. Mm. Oh, where's my volume? Nope, wrong one. Sorry, folks. You made me do this. I'm not like most girls who 
just what they're given like a plastic little princess lucky for me <laughs> i'm not like those girls who only take what's, it all for granted what's wrong they got is never handed lucky for me i'm not like most girls i'm hairier can't say that these days <laughs> So I played that and I was like, oh, yeah, no, he just has no rhythm. It's don't judge me on an on a teleprompter and uh, and a music video and a karaoke track that might not fit the one I recorded. <laughs> to. <laughs> anyway. I, I, I liked it. Though. I thought it was great. Thanks very much. Got another one coming next week. Our truths. What's up? I'm sure it'll be tasteful. <sighs> We found out. Can't uh, say that anymore. <laughs> we found out. <laughs> we found out uh, on the podcast that that song has like it says the N word a lot. Yeah, and you know what? I was listening to the R Truth WhatsApp WWE official upload to their YouTube channel. So this is the one he uses when he goes out, and he does not say the N word. The N word, um, but it's censored. Hmm. You know. Uh, people over there, and I'm coming. I'm I'm in like a place, and and then it will it will cut out the voice. So he, but is it's, that not because he says the name of the place that he's in, like Louisville? Louisville. No, it's it's in the it's in the actual uh, thing. So yeah, they are doing that N-word version, just censored. So uh, what what are you trying to say? Are you censoring yourself? Are you going to appeal to the snowflakes and what, censor what, yourself? And, and have my mouth clearly say it. <laughs> No, no, I think, uh, I think, why isn't anyone cancelling WWE? <laughs> They're alluding to a word they've censored. I it's know. not on. Well, no, but I think you're trying to get yourself cancelled at this point. Can't say that anymore. <laughs> Young on watch one final altered chat. So we get the Liv Morgan push we have waited for in a while, but it's odd how WWE has not provo- promoted Survivor Series for the Grand Slam pay-per-view and we're less than two weeks away. Jam that jam. What's the Grand Slam pay-per-view? That was uh, AEW's Dynamite show, Grand Slam. Has not promoted Survivor Series for the Grand Slam pay-per-view. I don't understand the chat, I'm sorry. No, I don't fully follow that either. Uh, but I wonder if, like, yeah, because, you know, it, it's not a big four anymore. Mm. It's, not, it's not one of the but big four anymore. It is, because they'll present, like, oh, it's an American tradition. It's an American pastime, it's an like baseball. weekend. Yeah. I mean, Adam Pearce in his promo was like, man, is there, is there a pay-per-view more important than Survivor Series? Several. Look at all of these mm. matches that you're going to get. Look at these iconic things that are going to happen. Dom, you're crap. You're not on the card. <laughs> what, you, what was I thinking? And finally, Van Twinblade. Glory Pro show from Sunday. Much better than Survivor Series. Well, we haven't seen Survivor Series yet, but go check out Glory Pro's show. Uh, Thank you, everybody, for joining us here today. Thank you for... Still live? Yes, we are still live. Sorry. (laughs) Sorry. Sorry, everyone. I pressed the wrong button. Uh, Thank you for all your Ultra Chats. Of course, it's Full Gear Week. We'll be back uh, NXT tomorrow, AW Full Gear... Ah! AW Dynamite podcast on Thursday. Yes! Sorry. And I can, I can, press, the, I can press the start time if no, you want. Now we've got another chat. 
Matty Robinson. So how do they do a storyline of Survivor Series without announcing the teams properly and then going into dismantling it when we don't even know who is one on the team? I guess social media is the new WWE dark lol. That's a very good chat. Thank you, Matthew Robinson. After Dynamite on Thursday, we've got the predictions for Full Gear. Team to nuke whatever it's called on Friday. It's called Team to Smackdown oh, 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 podcast. Denise and, isn't on the show. Denise is not here this week. It's, it's going to be myself and SP3 once I've asked him and Matt McMuscles. And then I will be taking on Luke to become the number one contender to my Master Pete on Survivor Series at Full Gear Live Reactions. And we'll have the Full Gear Live review immediately after. And thank you to our sponsors today, Beer52. Yes, beer52.com forward slash wrestle talk. Get yourself not one, not two, not three, not four, but ten free craft beers on us. You've just got to pay for that sweet, sweet postage. Get yourself ready for Christmas. Why not get yourself ready for full gear where I am going to win the number one contendership? And then I will be going on to face Pete for the Jam That Championship. And then I will become the Jam That Champion. I was listening to... I'm driving again now, so I... No, you're not, Lou, you're in a podcast right now. Well, I mean, I'm driving to and from work. Okay, um, yes, yeah. So I, I re-upped my Audible subscription mm-hmm. so I could get some audio books. Um, I also expanded out my podcast library. Shall I just quickly give you an Audible tip? Please do. I mean, they've, they've sponsored this show in the past, so maybe I shouldn't say this, but I do it every six months, threaten to, threaten to leave them, and they'll be like... I'll have some free credits or have three free months. Mm. Always works. Yeah, yeah. I mean, a great bit of advice. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm actually, I will implement that. Yeah. Um, but I've also implemented, I've, I've expanded out my podcast listening. And by that, I mean, I have just downloaded loads of episodes of a show, which I sort of gave up on a little bit. And I'm now- the Smackdown reviews. <laughs> the most listened to podcast that we- Damn, Damn them. them. Damn them. Yeah. How did that happen? Well, that- they're reviewing two shows. I don't think that's the reason, though. So, listeners, we were going through the stats today. Turns out, the SmackDown review, which is, you know, was consistently the second least performing video that we have on the channel. You, you can run it down. It'll probably go AW at the top, Raw, Magazine, SmackDown, NXT. Yeah. Live review, or like pay-per-view reviews would always eclipse yeah, everything else, but you know, they're only like one a month. Mm-hmm. And it was always like a toss-up between Raw and AEW of like which is the most watched one. It's now AEW, SmackDown, and actually SmackDown is kind of rivaling AEW. You've got to say SmackDown and Rampage. Sorry, SmackDown and Rampage. And then it's the magazine show with me and Denise, Team Danuke show. I'm, mm-hmm. that, I'm rebranding it now, the Team Danuke show. Then when it, she's there. <laughs> when she's there, yeah. Then it's Raw, and then, of course, it's NXT, because no one cares about NXT. No one gives a friend about NXT. Mm. But, yeah, all of a sudden, since they started dual <clears throat> doing Rampage and SmackDown, their numbers have gone through the roof. Mm. Yeah. Even the podcast plays. And when but when those two started doing the podcast, all I got was messaging people going like, why aren't you doing the podcast? Mm. You should be doing this. Your numbers will tank if it's not you two doing it. Turns out now, if you and I are on the show, it does worse numbers. That's that's a thing. Yeah, that's another finding from your research. If you and I have come onto the show now, it performs worse than it used to. It's weird because that that's what we always wanted. 
we wanted to build up other hosts and then they can host shows in addition to ours. Yeah. But now it's happened. I can't help but take it personally. Yeah, same here. It's weird, isn't it? I'm like, all right. <laughs> I wanted you to perform well to an extent. Yeah. Which is a very WWE thing of us to do, really. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very Vince McMahon way of looking at things. Tone it down. <laughs> I hear they've got really bad attitude issues, actually, mm, mm. Um, about the fact that they're, um, they're they're doing good numbers. Yeah, yeah. I think it's time to squash that. I can't remember the point I was making. You were talking about expanding your podcast. That's repertoire. it. And you made a joke about SmackDown. So I've been re-listening to, and in some cases, listened to the first time, the Adam Buxton podcast. I was an early adopter of Adam Buxton's podcast. I was like, you know, when he was doing the very first episode mm. he did with Louie, where he didn't really also know the format of the show, and he did segments with his dad, like. I was there day one because I'm, an, I'm a Buckles supporter. You and I are big yeah. Adam and Joe fans. Then he got well popular and I sort of stopped listening to the show a bit because I had lots of other podcasts. But I'm now going through like back listening to old podcasts again that I'd missed out on. Like the Paul McCartney episode he did, really good. And I was listening to On The Way Here, the reason why I brought this up, it was a three-way conversation between Buckles, Louis Theroux and Joe Cornish. Yes. Oh, it's tremendous. I think I've heard this one. Yeah, it's the episode, it's the 100th episode mm. special. And it made me really look forward to doing the Christmas special. Because I get like mm. real Christmas special vibes mm. from that. But also, it made me want to start a new podcast project. Oh, no. <laughs> you just had a kid. I know, I know, which is why I'm not doing it. Yeah. But I did think, I was like, oh, next year, what I could do is I could just do an interview podcast. I'm also listening to Chris Van Vliet's podcast a lot as well. And I was like, maybe this this could be something I could do. And I would just do it like in my own spare time. Who would you interview? Just things you're interested in? You. Um, I was like, I actually had a list of people. Mm. I would like go to, you know, you go to the people that you know first, right? So I would do like you. I'd do. Well, I would be your Joe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I, would, I would do you, uh, Alex. Denise, Sean, Chris, you know, sort of like go sort of like in our expense. Oh, yeah, you know, Pete eventually. <laughs> He's got attitude issues. Um, you know, I'd get to, you know, absolutely Pete, Andy, Laurie, Adam, you know, and just sort of like do. You choose Adam Blompier. Well, would I interview Adam Blompier? YouTube's Adam Blompier. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, th yeah, I yeah. thought you said you'd choose Adam. You'd choose? Well, that's why I was like, why are you so indignant about that? <laughs> if anything, that might be the best performing one I ever do. Um, and I thought my mum, mm -hmm. I thought it'd be a really interesting one. I could talk about like, you know, her life and what it was like to, to raise me and stuff. And I'm thinking about this a lot. Mm. I don't think I'll do it, but I am sort of, I want to gauge out sort of what the interest of that could be. Well, if if you want to do it, I'll, I'll of course appear. Thanks, mate. Um, so you're, you're asking the audience. Whether, they, whether they'd be interested in me doing an interview podcast. Not for the not for the rest talk podcast yeah, yeah. as a separate like chatting with I don't know what I haven't got a name yeah, for it. What yet. would you call it? I know. I see. Other, I have something I haven't thought Luke of yet. Luke Owen. I'm always D A D. I'm always like a um. I'm an ideas first, and then I come up with sort of like titles afterwards. Like you know that uh, that short story I've got in me about the werewolf on the moon. Mm. That's all I've ever called it. I haven't actually given it a title <laughs> yet. I've only ever called it werewolf on the moon. Think, oh yeah, but the potential. Think about it. He can't change back. Yeah. Like that is basically just the, the way I always. It's a great it. concept. Thanks, I mean, please. in terms of elevator pitch, you could get that signed in Hollywood, just using that, and then you can figure it out afterwards. That, that would be it because I still haven't yeah. done anything about that. I was considering doing it for. I always struggle to say this. Nano Rimo. Yes. 
Na- n- what's it stand for? Na- National November Writing yeah, Month. Yeah, yeah, that's NaNoWriMo. You've got to write 50,000 words in a month. Well, they're changing that now because they, the, the people who are running it sort of feel that's too much pressure to put on people. Oh, on the snowflakes. <laughs> so the idea now is like just to write, like if you just sort of set yourself, you know, I'm going to write uh, a thousand words a uh, day. Yeah. By the end of it, you still got 30,000 words, which is more than what you started with. It's a lot. Or even if you do 500 words, you'll still end up with 15,000 words by the end of it. Yeah, but it's part of the... Part of the fun is is the crazy feat. You've got to take weeks off work. How, how much did you write when you did yours? Like, how much were you writing a day? Well, when I did it, when I was 23, so about a decade ago, and I took two weeks off work, I wrote for... Uh, I probably wrote 5,000 words on the first three days, and I didn't do anything else. Because it's like dieting. You can't just jump into it. You need to build up a practice over time, go to some writing classes, uh, do stuff but for like a year, and then then you can get a practice. But like when you did your the last draft of your book, mm. when you took two weeks off work, yes. well, you took a week off work, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I, I wrote about 25,000 words a week. Wow. Yes. That's amazing. But I was, I was doing proper shifts, like get up at seven, well, start writing at seven, write through till one o'clock, and then you can't do any more. But that's like, you know. That's, that's a big old chunk though. Yeah, but it was word vomit. <laughs> going back and reading it I'm like oh it's not a first draft <laughs> it's me thinking out loud what other stories and characters are um, anyway we've got to well, the- we I'll at least get people to email in title suggestions for whatever that show is that's good hmm. um, yeah actually that's a really good idea also it'd be nice to get some emails because Tempo and Pito get oh loads- god that as well yeah, they get loads of emails. I think it's because they read it out quite consistently. Whereas we just talk about what we've been up to. That's the other thing I've learned from listening to Chris's podcast. Chris Van Vliet, friend of mine. Mm. Um, he reads out Apple reviews like every, at the start of every That's episode. what we used to do. Just the one. Ah. But makes the point, which I didn't know, that if you edit an old review, it jumps up to the front of the queue again as a brand new review. So, hey, listeners, if you've already written a review, why don't you like just edit it again? And then maybe I'll remember and we'll read it out on like... They're the... not listening right now. <laughs> no, you reckon not? No one's listening now. Oh, well, well thank you so much for listening. Um, the uh, the popular ones, Tempest and Pete, will be back tomorrow with the NXT review. Yeah, with their worst performing <laughs> podcast. In fairness, it is their worst performing podcast. Although the episode I was on, the Halloween Havoc review, was the worst performing of the worst performing episodes. And it should have it had Halloween Havoc as a brand name. Yeah, you'd have thought it'd have mm. done really well, but it didn't. Um, so yeah, they'll be back with their lowest performing podcast tomorrow. <laughs> and then we'll be back with probably the best podcast of the week, the AEW Review. Then it'll be Team Danuk this week. <laughs> Myself, SP3, once I've asked him, and Matt McMuscles, which will be really cool. I'm really That's excited. Guy. Really excited to have him on the show. And then on Saturday, it is everyone's favorite show. It's uh, SmackDown and AEW Rampage. And there's also full gear predictions this week, this coming Thursday. Thank you all so much for listening. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.